to be honest, when I first got introduced to Bruce, it was because, you know, this lady I was seeing at the time, you know, she, you know, she would play this music. You get me right in the gagooch. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know, uh, born to run. You know, it doesn't hit me as hard. It's like his early stuff, you know, but I love the guy. I love his talent. I respect all his work, but it was hard to say. I think it's just, he was always the soundtrack of my life. You know what I mean? everyone welcome to set lusting bruce your podcast all about bruce springsteen his music and mostly his fans i am your host jesse jackson and joining me today is my new friend i've been on the internet uh vinnie alfranz welcome to the show hey it's it, it's it's great to be here with you and like listen it's it's vincenzo but that's no big deal i'm happy to be here happy to talk about the boss well, no. I am I am so glad you're here. You know, we we met via Twitter and we talked a little bit, and it seems like you're a passionate fan. Oh, nobody is more passionate than me. Seriously, seriously, when it comes to music, to food, to women, I'm the most passionate. I'm the most passionate guy you ever met. Well, you know that is great. I always like to start at the beginning. So, where did you grow up? What kind of music did your family listen to? Listen, I I I, uh, I grew up in a hardworking family. And, uh, you know, we grew up, you know, listening. My, my mom was, was into Little Richard, but, you know, I, I like the, you know, the, the sounds of, the, of, you know, the American working man, right? Yeah. You know, like the people like my pops, you know, and, and the boss, you know, he embodied all of that. What, what's your pops do for a living? He was a bus driver. He was a oh. bus driver, you know, he, and he worked the night shift. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm sure that uh, he must love a lot of the. Oh, yes, I see you're crossing yourself. He must be moved on. Rest <laughs> yeah, his soul. God rest his soul. You know, listen, pops. Uh, I know you're looking down and you're proud of me today, and you know because I I turned out great. I turned yeah. out fantastic. Well, I am glad to hear that. Uh, so you, I thank you for letting me call you Vinny. Um, so I guess him driving nights, right? You'd see him during the day. Uh, do you have, was it the classics? Was it Sinatra? Was it Bennett? Did you hear, did, oh. did you do a little bit of opera when you were growing up? Tony Bennett, uh, just the taste, the taste of it on my ears. You know, I wasn't so much a Sinatra guy. I always thought I had a bit of an, uh, an attitude, but uh, Tony Bennett, that that was a real man. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Well, um, so let's talk about like when did you discover Bruce, and and can you can you talk about why his music kind of spoke to you? Oh, well, to be honest, when I first got introduced to Bruce, it was because you know this lady I was seeing at the time. You know, she, you know she would play this music. You get me right in the gagooch. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know, uh, born to run. You know, it doesn't hit me as hard. It's like his early stuff. You know, but I love the guy. I love his talent. I respect all his work. But it was hard to say. I think it's just he was always the soundtrack of my life. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I know. I, I hear that from a lot of fans, especially longtime fans. And, you know, it it sounds like you and I are similar to age. You you know, you you kind of found him. I assume you found him in the, the middle 70s, right? Like when he first started putting out albums, you know, I assume like, well, where did you grow up in the East Coast? I know you mentioned the East Coast. Well, see, I grew up in Philly, you know, but then we moved to New, New upstate New York, okay. you know. Like as I was older, like Syracuse, Rochester area. Yeah, and so, so Bruce is just there for you. It is something about his music. It's 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 something about his music. It's not one thing to say that you could just have one thing about Bruce Springsteen that that stands out that makes you like him. It means you're not really a Bruce thing, a Bruce fan. You're not really a Bruce Springsteen fan. Yeah. Because he's just in your mind, he's everything. He's everything, right? He's the he's the full gajouche. Oh, okay, very nice. Um, So I I always like to preface this: you know, the amount of times you've seen Bruce is not a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are. But Vinny, um, you know, have you? You obviously you've seen him live. Do you have a count of how many times? Listen, I've been blessed. I've been truly, truly blessed. I've always been a hard worker. You know, just like Bruce. So I've always been able to afford, you know, and, and treat those I love, right? So I'd say if I was to put a number on it, oh, we're talking hundreds. Okay. We're talking hundreds. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, I have... don't want to brag. I don't want to brag though. Cause I, I know, I understand. You know what I'm saying? But right. like hundreds. Okay. Upper uh, level hundred. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We don't understand each other. I understand. I understand yeah, okay. exactly what you're saying. So you've mentioned that you've gone and seen him uh, a couple hundred times, or though I may be that's upper. underestimate. Upper. Yeah, upper. I don't want to brag. I don't want to boast. I know you're not yeah. that kind of guy, right? I'm you're not humble. that kind of guy at all. Right. I am the most humble guy. I, I can tell that. You know. You ever met Jesse? I see. I see that. I mean that for you. Are there tours that stand out to you? Like what are you talking? Are you talking about like that the new the new watery stuff, or are you talking about like you know late seventies prove all night? Because that was the, that was the only tour where you got peak Bruce Springsteen, like the most Bruce you could possibly get. You know that's a lot of old time fans, and I I don't mean to call you old, but let's say classic fans, right? It's okay. I, I age. I age very young. It's okay. Yes. I have the wisdom of an old man. That they there are people that believe that you know Bruce peaked in during that time period. Yeah. That you know what we all peak at a certain time. I've yet to peak, but Bruce, you know, he shot all that brilliance out at once. Yeah. You know, it's still brilliant, but like, you know, the heyday, you know, the E Street Band. Yeah. Forget about it. So, Vinny, one of the things that often happens in fandom is you find someone you love, right? And then the world finds out and you kind of, as you talked about, I hate to use that word, though you did, watered down. So, like, what were your feelings when Born in the USA comes out and all of a sudden everyone in the world is talking about, oh, Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen? You know what? On one hand, I'm gratified that other people, that they had to make, that they made a product. So I'm glad that they're all Bruce Springsteen fans and he's the master's getting what's due to him, right? You know? Yeah. But 
like you know, not everybody likes spicy food, right? Sometimes okay, you have to yeah. make things bland yeah. in order for them to eat mm-hmm. your your food. Mm-hmm. That's they just he just had to make something bland for people to gobble up. It's a good gob. Like, listen, if I'm going for burgers, I'm going to go to McDonald's. I'm not going to go to like some Burger King. So, like, in other words, you're saying that Born in the USA is like a um, a basic plate of. Um, you know, gravy, right? It's really good apple pie. Okay. It's apple pie. Okay. It's America, baby, right? Yeah. It's 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 America. It's apple pie, but it ain't amazing, right? Because <laughs> apple pie can only ever be just apple pie. Yeah. It isn't tiramisu. It right. isn't a cannoli. That's know. right. That's right. You you got it. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, One of the things I'm always interested in, because you've been a fan for long, Tunnel of Love happens, and then he decides to take a break from the E Street Band, you know? And so then for like 10 years, he went with that other band. He did Lucky Town, Human Touch. I mean, as a fan, what were you feeling? Well, I almost wasn't a fan. Oh, really? Almost wasn't a fan. Listen, two million bucks ain't enough. You know, where would he be without that E Street band? Who's this friggin' Max Weinberg? You know, he's a, well, he plays you know, drums for Conan after, right? Yeah. This is craziness. $2 million while he makes gazillions of dollars afterwards, skating on the reputation that they built for him? It's cold. That's cold. So what I, what I hear you saying, right, is that that, that bonds, it, like it was almost, a, right? It was a tarnish. It was a tarnish. Yeah. And, you know, that we have that that family blood ties and then when you turn yourself on family uh, you know it must have hurt you well everybody's family does something that pisses them off sometimes right 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 everybody you know the people that hurt you the most are your family absolutely yes right if if you know if it didn't hurt they wouldn't be family i don't know i got confl- i guess you could say i got conflicted feelings about it and stuff yeah when you heard that they were getting back together and going to tour. Were you happy? Were you a little bitter? Like, oh, finally, you coming back? You or you, talk to me a little bit about your emotions, there, Vinny. So I was very excited. Uh, okay, here's the thing: how could you not be excited about this? Like, you would be an idiot if if you could not be excited about the E Street Band again. But like, come on, like they're not the same. Like yeah. they're a little older. Yeah, maybe. The music is, I don't know if the music is worse. It's just different. Yeah. Now, you've talked about that in a lot of ways, you feel like he peaked at darkness on the edge of town. So like when Western Stars comes out, which is kind of that country album, or Letter to You, which is the brand new album, you know, your first thoughts on those. Well, at this point, at his age, yeah, we don't need to be like 70 years old. You know, we're not looking for an experimental artist at this point. Right. Right. Remember when Garth Brooks was Chris Gaines for a bit and then everybody stopped talking about it. Yes. Right. We don't need that sort of name. Right. He's not like you two making like the uh, zoo station album. It's you don't have to drift so far out of your lane. You have fans that have come with you this whole time. You don't have to drag him into liking something else. It sounds like you're not a fan of some of the later albums. You know, as you said, it they're kind of watered down, and and you're saying don't try to reinvent the wheel, right? Yeah. Like, listen, ever since Darkness on the Edge of Town, 
every release subsequent to that has been kind of like adding a layer of stain, right? Yeah. It's 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 making it a little bit dirty. You can't you can't roll in the dirt and not keep yourself you know, I keep yourself clean. Yeah. I know I'm not mangling this metaphor, but like you understand me, right? I do like, understand you. Yeah, like when you make something pure, releasing some trash just to make your fans try it out, it makes me lose respect. So like you say, you don't go to the ceiling of the 16th chapel and give it a facelift. That's right. You're right. Like you don't go in there with your box of Crayolas. The master's already touched it. Yeah. Right? Michelangelo's work has been done. It's like that lady that went into that church in Italy and cleaned up the uh uh cleaned up the face of Christ and then made it like a mamouche. Yes. Like a like a circle, like a pie plate with the Yeah. With the we you know what I mean. I you do. Know, like I'm a four year old drew that. Vinny, I, I almost hate to ask you this. Like, okay, were you happy when he did the Super Bowl a few years ago? Of course I'm happy, right? Like, even the worst Springsteen is better than the best of everything else. Yeah, I you know? get that. So, of course I'm happy. It's Like I said, it's I, I wanted something more with more edge to it, but I understand that sometimes you got to get paid. Yeah. You know, and you know, our brother was getting paid that day. What do you think of the Jeep commercial? Listen, it's hard to buy... Bruce Springsteen as a Jeep guy, right? Okay, yes. Like, come on. Like, would you Jeep around Jersey? Well, you know, supposedly he owns a Jeep, Vinny. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like that guy. You know, it's like that guy that, that goes to a Harley dealership and buys all the gajuges, right? Yes. You know, and dangles off. But you know he's no biker. Oh, that's your thought, huh? You don't think uh, Bruce is this? Inauthentic. Oh, You think wow. that guy... Do you th- he probably does use four wheel drive, but he probably does it when the pavement's a little wet. Wow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. that's that's shocking, man. Well, well he's, that guy's been rich as a, you know the guy's been rich longer, almost as long as I've been alive. Yeah, that's right? no. I think that's a fair thought. Um, yeah. I I understood that you, you know, one of the things you reached out to me is you said you've got some little known facts that you think my listeners need to know about Bruce. Well, first off, here's a here's a little known medical fact about Mr. Springsteen. Yeah, uh, he was born with five testicles. What? He was born with five testicles. Now nobody knows today if he still has all five testicles. That seems very outlandish, Vinny. Are you? It sure? makes a lot of sense. On the other hand, though, that's why he's got so much. He's got bazooka. so much. Okay, he's just okay. got so much. Wow. His uh, maternal great-grandfather, Pantuan Equinzi, was an Italian duke who is noted for his garishly large, large hats. I, I had not heard this, and I really thought I knew a lot about a Bruce. But you big deep. hats? Okay, yeah, okay. They were large. They were huge, I'm telling you, Jesse. <laughs> They're huge hats. Very big. Well, I know- It was like a nobility sign. It was like, I'm the grand man, you know, in the Italian court. Well, I do notice that Bruce loves to wear cowboy hats. Right. So maybe that's just the that's from his genes. <laughs> hey, you know, here's a little known fact. Everybody knows the fact that like he got drunk one day and decided like to hop the fence at Graceland. Yes. And he got he got the boot. Right. Yes. Famous. Yeah, but he's been doing this. He's been doing this for years. Like, and it, he actually broke on Graceland grounds like like uh, seven times. No, okay. I, I'm sure. How did this not get reported? So, well, because in 2013, he settled with the estate after returning a solid gold bidet, which was the matching bidet to the toilet that Elvis died on. 
Now, you're saying that Bruce Springsteen yeah. broke into Graceland and stole a solid gold bidet. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it was a big joke. He's like, I'm rich. I'm Bruce Springsteen. I can get away with anything. Like, yeah, they caught him when he was young. But, like, he, you know, he's, he's like, you're not going to keep me away from this. I'm wow, I did Graceland not know that about. Yeah, they keep it out of the pr- So, like, this is before the internet, right? Yeah, that's true. That's before true. the internet, our celebrities can get away with yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not now. Not now. So, like I said, 2013, they settled it with the estate. And he said, like, listen, I'm not a young guy. These, are lo- These pranks aren't funny anymore. The king is dead. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been a fan a long time. Have you ever got to meet Bruce? I, I had a chance. I had a oh, chance okay. to meet Bruce. Okay. I had a chance. But there was a little boy, and he had crutches, see? Okay. And the last spot, you know was going to be like me, but I saw the little boy with crutches and he wanted to meet Bruce and he'd been waiting there hours. And so I said, no, you go ahead. You meet Bruce. And Bruce and I, we, we made eye contact and he gave me one of these. You, you felt he, he felt that you gave up your chance to meet him. You know what? A million guys ask for his autograph every year, but you know what? He saw me give my spot to the little boy with crutches. He gave me one of these. He remembers me. Okay. That's He'll nice. remember me. Yeah. What do you think Bruce's legacy is going to be, Vinny? I think maybe the biggest legacy Bruce is going to leave is just, it's not even going to be his music. It's going to be his mark on the American people. Okay. You know what? A thousand years from now, people will be talking about born in the USA. And they'll be referencing the boss, but they don't even know. They'll be speaking some Unicode moon language that is not even the same anymore. But they'll know who he is. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen, he's going to live forever. Yeah. With as many shows as you've gone to, like I said, high hundreds. Yeah, very right. high. We're very high. There. Okay. Up there. Yeah. Um, I don't want to brag or nothing. I understand. I yeah. understand. Is there any songs that, well, I guess it's just easy to say. You've heard them all, haven't you? I have heard them all. You know what? Like I said, even the worst one is better than anybody else's best. Okay. Right? Like, yeah. it's the way it makes you feel. Yeah. Listen, when I ever want to feel a certain way, and I mean it's like a good way, or maybe a melancholy way, or maybe in a way that, you know, where I just want to quietly reflect on how hard I'm crushing it. Yeah. You know, I listen to a little Springsteen. Makes me feel good in my heart. A lot of people felt like he betrayed us by going to Broadway. Tickets were seven hundred, a thousand dollars. You know, you it sounds like you're a man of the people. You yeah. know, you're like your father. But do you do you recommend I mean he, he got a little taste, right? Is that not is is that not the American way? You know what though? I I thought long and hard about that. Okay. okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sound a little morally inconsistent now. Okay, I get it. But you know what? It just seemed like me, like he was just taking his chance to flee some fat cats. Right? Uh-huh, okay. Maybe it's a different type of crowd. Maybe he was going to try to grab them people that fart through silk. Yes. He's going to be like, listen, if you're, you know, it's like, a, it's like a bartender in a town bar. Okay. If you're a local, you just come in and drink. You know, yes. If you're from out of town, you pay a cover. I hear you. I get right? it. That's so that's what you think it was? That's what I think it was. So, Vinny, this has been great. I, I have loved talking to you. Do you have any final thoughts? I'm honored. I'm honored that uh, that you would ask me about my final thoughts. And I just want you to know that I just want you to know Bruce 
Springsteen he, he speaks to. He speaks to the soul of every hardworking American. You know, myself, of course, included, because there's nobody works harder than me. Except maybe. But listen, you know, when, you know, a thousand years in the future, people aren't going to be singing Bruce Springsteen songs. They'll remember him as like legends of old, right? He'll have left such a big mark on the zeitgeist, you know, that is human progress. That like in the future when they're speaking Unicode moon language, they'll still be making, they'll still be singing Born in the USA. You know what I'm, you feel me? I feel you. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I, listen, and, and if, if Bruce ever sees this, I want him to know I'm his greatest fan. Like there's no greater fan than me. I would give my life for him, you know. And, yes, I, I can tell that. And I understand. I understand that, that he's made choices. You know, he's made choices to make him more comfortable as he gets older. I understand this. Right. You know, I'm not as exuberant in my soul as I used to be. I still love him more than all. He's the best. He's I understand best. that. All right. The greatest. All right. So the only thing got left to do, Alphonse, is the Mary question. And for those of you who have not heard, Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher in the Philadelphia area. Um, he takes the song Thunder Road and his seniors, his high school seniors, they spend two days, they break apart the lyrics, they look at the song and uh, they look at the imagery, they look at the words Bruce uses. And then at the end, he asks the question, does Mary get in the car? So uh vinnie that's your question does mary get in the car jesse that's a tough one like it's not tough because it should be obvious like it's 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 tough to me that we're have that they had this discussion that they studied it so they studied the words but you know did they study the feelings did they actually take time to quantify how the song made you feel jesse yeah good point it is because here's the thing we all know the dress is waving. It was waving, right? Wasn't yeah. swaying. It's waving. Listen, when you're stuck in a small town, it's the Marys that keep you there. Oh, you know, good point. You know my, you know my heart to God's eyes. He would have never left that town if Mary got in the car with him. They would have maybe made went to the edge of town, right? Mm-hmm. But like. The thing that propels you to greatness, you can't do it with a duo when someone else has their needs. You gotta be selfish, wow. right? You gotta you gotta get enough delta V to break the to break the gravitational pull of what is that down, right? Yes. Mary stayed. Mary didn't the car didn't get in the car. That 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 door closed and he drove away. Wow. Well, that's a good answer. That's a solid answer. I, I appreciate that, Vinny. That's I appreciate you sharing. I get wise in my old age. I I get that. You know, uh, you you seem to be very grounded. There's nobody more grounded than me. All right. I mean that. Yeah. All right. You got some final words to my listeners. Listen, uh, I just want you to know that, like, just like just like the boss went through tough times you're probably going through some tough times too but just you know just work hard you know 
keep your nose clean and and put it all out there and you and you're gonna achieve your dreams. That's all I got. That that's a beautiful that's a beautiful I appreciate it, Vinny. Uh Vinny Alphonse. Um, and I just appreciate you so much. Listeners, you stay safe. Remember to wash your hands. Remember to social distance. Remember to wear an effing mask. Wear a mask. And take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you to my patrons who help support the show. It is greatly appreciated. I want to thank Betsy Hodges, Levog Petrie, Elizabeth Bronson, Stephen Malio, Holly Mack, Steve Rogers, Dale Hosick, Terry Smith, Anna Lynn, Chris Bloom, and my first patron, Mary Thomas. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support you give me. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking. Fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. Set Listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. Everyone, this is Jesse Jackson. Follow-up to our April Fool's uh, Set Lessing Bruce episode. Uh, my good friend Michael jumped on to join me and was our obnoxious Springsteen fan. Michael, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks so much. This is, this is a blast. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Uh, we did. So first off, tell them about your podcast, my friend. Oh, so uh, you know what? I, I run a my podcast started as just an avenue for people to work with me on my comedy material. Right. It turned out that what I really like to do is to have conversations with cool people. And Jesse was one of my, one of my early guests and uh, actually talking to talking to you, Jesse is help me kind of get over my initial hump. You know, that initial fear that you feel. Really? Yeah. You were such a, you're such a great and gracious and engaging guest that, uh, that I wanted to meet more people like you. That's very sweet of you to say. It, what was really interesting is, uh, you know, Michael reached out and he says, hey, um, I'm booking X amount of time, but we don't have to do it. And we ended up staying the whole time. We had such a good conversation. You know what? If you just open yourself up to meeting people and having their experiences, and that's what my podcast is all about. Yeah, It's Punch Up Podcast. Uh, maybe Jesse will put a link in the doodly do. I absolutely will. But uh, all I want is to make is to make friends and make friends or fans like one at a time. I want to have yeah. conversations with cool people, and you know we're all kind of stuck in this pandemic, right? Where yeah. we're having less meaningful social interaction. And right now, I'm having the time of my life. I'm meeting so many cool people, and I'd love to meet you. 
Well, I appreciate it. I, I am looking forward to some time where uh, we can meet in person and show a, a exchange a beverage and yeah. and talk stories. And I'm welcome. You're uh, you're welcome on my podcast any podcast anytime. And I'd love to come back. Um, so to keep, pull the curtain back a little bit, I've been thinking about doing a obnoxious Springsteen fan podcast, and I was like, it'd be fun to do it for April Fool's Day. And so I reached out, and Michael said, look, I don't know about a lot about Bruce, but I love doing improv. So talk to me a little bit about why you were willing to help me out. Well, first of all, I like you, right? Yeah. And I like doing favors for friends, and just comedy stuff is always my lane. You yeah. Know, I'm, I'm goofy. Yeah. I'm, I'm goofy that way. And I'm like, he said obnoxious. He said, I'm, I'm looking to do, have an obnoxious fan. And I'm like, listen, I don't know much about Bruce Springsteen, but I can nail obnoxious like, <laughs> any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, while I've got you, do what kind of music do you listen to, Michael? What do you love? Okay. So maybe I'll get a little bit weird for your bass. That's but okay. I, I like, so I like, so music to some people like they they kind of dig into an artist but yeah sometimes music strikes me um where i am in my life at the time and sometimes sure. i use music as sort of like touch points to kind of yeah. go back in time right yeah you know if i want to feel the way i felt in high school you know i listen to some spin doctors right um but like i also learned to appreciate maybe different types of, of uh, approaches to creating music. So I've been into some really, um, really intense electronica stuff, right? Oh, so, really, Michael? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm not, maybe not so much of a lyricist. I like that wall of sound. I like when, uh, here's a popular Canadian artist, Dead Mouse, yeah. right? You know, he, he, a lot of people would classify his stuff as dubstep or whatever, being a software guy myself, I like the idea of music and computers, right? Yeah. Like there was a time when the guitar was like top level technology. Sometimes we think music only has to be, sometimes people think music has to be played on ancient technology. Yeah. But, you know, if we're looking into the future, technology, the instruments of tomorrow are not going to be maybe string and made of string and wood. They'll be yeah. made of bit, bits and bytes, right? Yeah, I, I think, right, like, uh, and I know sometimes synthesizers are called, you know, have a bad rep because of, you know, 80s or 90s pop, but there is, uh, you know, electronic keyboards and computer work is amazing. Well, and you want to hear my other lane, though, too? Sure. Mongolian throat singing. Okay, now, now you're doing a bit. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, okay. So, so here's the thing, like, I'm eclectic like that. Yes. Um, I like the I, I like the idea of like being in both lanes at one time. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a big that's a big thing about me is yeah. I can hold opposing things in my head. I think it makes me a better person. Absolutely. And so Mongolian uh, throat singing. There's a there's a band called Hunhurtu, and if you're on YouTube right now, you can search up search Hunhurtu. Do your best to 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 phonetically you know yeah. Google will correct you. Uh, live at the Google Google campus. Okay. You will be treated to a concert like no concert you've ever heard. And the sounds, these ancient sounds that these gentlemen are making are like, it, they, they don't even sound like they belong on this, on this earth. But then you also feel connected to it because it's the sound of a voice. 
live in Berkeley. That's the one. You know what? Put your earphones on, close your eyes, and just listen to it. And it'll be. And at first, it'll be jarring and weird. It'll okay. be weird, but you just lean into it, and then you it'll it'll take you somewhere. It's That's amazing. interesting, my friend. That is great. Yeah. Um, so, Punch Up Podcast. Are you on Twitter? Uh, I know you're I'm on, on Twitter. Facebook. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at at lk underscore huna h u n a. I started my Twitter before I ever launched the YouTube channel. If I could go back in time, would change it. Okay. Maybe I'll do a new t- Twitter, but that's my Twitter. LK underscore Huna. I see you. Yeah. Uh, all right. I will include that. Um, Michael, this was so much fun. I, I appreciate it. I, uh, I will find an excuse for us to talk again. Uh, you are you are a great person. And as we get through this together, um, you know, one of the joys of podcasting, as you talked about, is is connecting to people. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I have found and my audience has luckily gone with me is as much as I love talking to Bruce Springsteen fans, and that will always be my bread and butter, I just love talking to other musicians, other podcasters, writers, just people who have a story to share. And I just think that's important to connect, and especially in today's times. I appreciate you, Jesse. This is great. Yeah. All right. I had such a good time. Uh, yes. Listeners, please um, check out the Punch Up podcast. Please go check out uh, Michael on uh, Twitter and uh, be good. I, I hope you enjoyed our little bitty fun talk. And it we did it with a sense of humor and our tongue in cheek. And uh, if you're offended, I'm sorry, but I think all of you have a sense of humor and get it. We, we, we love the boss. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.